It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Souls of Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew, Mo, Yo. Cal. Bringing the bull. And the one and only. Danny. Yes. He's back. <laughs> he does exist. Yeah. Feels like forever. People yeah. were asking me if you guys kicked me off. <laughs> really? I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> no, <they're> really. <laughs> at, at this no. point. So <laughs> people didn't notice. So, which is a good thing. I mean, it means people are listening. Yeah, it's true. Who's missing? Yeah. For real, I feel like what's funny is we talk about every, you know, almost every day, right? So. Yeah. I don't feel like I've been gone, but then when I think about the show, uh, you know, I haven't been, ah, what, going on two months probably. No. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. been a while. Probably about that. It's yeah. been like before I went to Atlanta. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What are you been up to, man? Uh, we got so many food-related uh, questions that you haven't answered yet. <laughs> <laughs> no. Once the hot dog sandwich uh, conversation went, I'm done with talking about food with you guys. Or a pan, the pot in the pan thing, fuck that. Oh man, I had a, so I traveled to Atlanta, which was great. Um, it really made me appreciate the traffic here in Austin. Uh, and then I uh, had a whirlwind trip, flew into Newark, went to see Sanj over there. Uh, and then the next day, did an event at Famous Smoke Shop in Easton, Pennsylvania, then drove up through the Poconos, uh, and then ended up in Syracuse to do an event, and then I ended up in, we were in Niagara Falls, went down in Buffalo for, stayed the night in Niagara Falls, which was beautiful, and then uh, went down to Buffalo for Smoke and Joe, which was amazing. Those guys out there are really cool. Tommy Farrell had a pre-party at his house, uh, like a pre-event party at his house, and we all just showed up, and that was actually really, really cool. The guys kind of didn't expect us to show up to that, so uh, that was really cool. Wow. And then uh, I cut through Maryland the next two days, and then had uh, I did Maryland, D.C., Virginia, and then did an event at Old, Old Virginia with the Don Bosco release, which was ridiculous. Um, about 400 boxes went in about a day, day and a half of this Don Bosco cigar. Yeah, so uh, good times. But uh, I think more scheduling than anything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> but uh, and then other than that, just work. So if y'all want Danny on the podcast more, you have to tell him to stop selling so many darn cigars. <laughs> well, and then there's no point in having me on the podcast because. Then I don't work in the cigar industry anymore. <laughs> uh, well, then, then you'll have to live off of off of the sponsor money that we get. Oh yeah? Should I? Am I expecting something? No. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I don't. I you're, don't get any. Oh. So your your checks oh, okay. your checks in the mail. Just keep looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna book. I'm gonna book that vacation then. <laughs> Yeesh. Ah. <sighs> I guess that's a good lead-in to being sponsored by Cigar Noise. <laughs> I'm glad you caught that. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! The way I thought Drew was going to do it. That, that, yeah, that was smooth, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, you, you missed it. Cigar you know, like, Noise. Kyle threw it up and you missed it. C- cigar yeah. Noise app. 
It's like a joke, right? So if you have to explain it, it's way funnier. It's just like these, right? We have to kind of <laughs> really lead you to it. It's a way better, sure. smoother intro. But yeah, let's talk about the Cigar Noise app. Cigar oh, Noise app. Cigarnoise.com. You guys need to check it out if you haven't. We, uh, Mo, you said uh, you've been on there and seen some people that are listeners. I have. I've noticed... Uh... I've noticed that there has been an influx of Sultan's listeners onto the the uh, Cigar Noise app, which is great. And that's how it should work. And I hope that they are getting to experience what we've been experiencing now for about four years, five years, right? Yeah. So um, I truly believe it enhances uh, a sense of uh, cigar enjoyment. And I will say this, man, it, it's especially if like you're new to cigars, um, it allows you to interact with, like, let's say that you're new to cigars and you're not really friends with any other cigar smoker, which there are people like that, right? When I lived, you know, out in the country, when I worked in the ag industry, there were no other cigar smokers that I knew of out there because there were no cigar shops or anything to go meet people. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, cigar noise was like my way of interacting with other cigar people, you know? That's your, uh, that's your lounge app. You can feel like you're at the lounge. I, I, when you're at your house. I just, I literally just posted a picture on there so you guys can go check that out and see what that was. Ooh. The suspense. Oh. Oh, no, I want to put my phone down and go look at that, but that's probably <laughs> not the right choice. Cal? No, Cal, Cal, we need you here. What do you, uh, <laughs> what do you got for us this week, Cal? Well, so, so the first thing that I want to talk about is the return of the Sultan's Curse. So, uh, people, yeah, people, yeah, people who may remember a previous topic, uh, I think Danny realized this, that somewhere around half of the guests that we have on this podcast, something happens to their company or to them and it all just kind of falls apart. And that continued, um, to someone, unfortunately that we like a lot. Um, so if you haven't heard Cornelius and Anthony dropped like, most of their good staff, right? Um, it looks to me, I, I've never talked to them about this, I don't really know, but it looks to me like they've completely given up um, based on who they don't have anymore. Um, and unfortunately, <laughs> that includes Erica, who's fantastic. Um, but luckily, she is now with White Hat Distributors, who does yep. uh, the distribution for HR cigars, and they're fantastic, fantastic cigars, fantastic people, and her and Todd Vance went over there um, so props to them. Um, but man, that, that did not take long after the, the episode. <laughs> so there we go. The Sultan's curse alive and well, Back watch out Danny Vasquez. Oh yeah. Well, not really me. I mean, yeah, it's true. It's, you know what? Now that I think about it, that explains a lot this week. Oh Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What does it explain? I'm fucking with you. Relax. Oh. <laughs> but I will tell you this. Hey, was the way that you guys hired Sean, was that because he listened to the podcast and heard you talking about that opening? Or did he, <laughs> uh, by that time, he had already not oh, only okay. applied, yeah, uh, applied, um, then pulled over his car. No, so he pulled over and sent his resume from the highway or wherever he was 
and then calls to make sure we got it. And then had a, uh, I already done one round of interviews, uh, but yeah. I'm counting that as a hiring for the Sultans of Smoke. Nice. One positive. You're counting that what? Uh, that, that, 20 that negative. Hiring. Yes, that counts as yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Because right, cool. well, he wasn't completely hired by then, right? So, yeah. there we go. Sure. Take the so victory so I get them. I'll tell you this. I've noticed such a wide array of, of people that listen to our podcast. Like, there's not just, like, one type of consumer. Although I don't, I don't know if we really reach reach those guys that are not boutique guys but then again a lot of people that don't smoke boutique cigars also like are not cigar nerds typically do they have so, the internet what do you mean the people who don't smoke boutique cigars like those old guys that smoke the macanudos do they even have the internet to listen to us <laughs> i don't know it's a great question it's a great question Kyle. Wonder Ponder. i think you had <laughs> You had by far the best comment I think I've ever seen on on uh, Instagram about a cigar. You were, and and it was really nice because you were obviously concerned for his well being, right? And uh, that came through in the way that you had worded it. And if you could just kind of take us through your thought process and, and kind of what what had transpired, though. Oh my God! You're gonna make me do this. Um, I mean, it was. I mean, listen. I literally looked at it, laughed. I would go back and check it, and I'd laugh again. And then I put. It, and then I think about all the shit we gave Drew, and um, and so it, it's just an absolutely classic thing. So our friend Tyler from Wisconsin, not Tyler from Texas, um, was smoking cigars at an event that was not like a cigar event. I think he was at a wedding. Uh, and he posts first this Cohiba cigar, and I'm just like, oh, great, good deal, right? Then he posts another Cohiba cigar that he's smoking, and then he posts a third Cohiba cigar that he's smoking, <laughs> like not the not the Cuban ones, these are the the Dominican ones. I don't remember the exact comment, but it was something like, oh Jesus, yikes. Uh, yeah, and I read it as, oh Jesus. Like, I'm really concerned, you know. I mean, like in my in my head, that's how I read it. But like three red dots in one day, shit. <laughs> like, how do you how do you survive that? Do you have taste buds at that point, Tyler? You got to tell me, man. Well, uh, I don't even know if I should say it, but maybe he was in a pickle. Mm. Maybe he was in. He didn't have a choice or something. Because I'll tell you. We went out uh, Friday like with uh, me and my wife, Rosales, and his wife. And because we are such great cigar guys, we didn't bring any cigars. <laughs> so we did know of this little coffee house that has like a very tiny broom closet walk-in humidor. But hey, and uh, we went in there and I bought two cigars that I, I honestly had to force myself to smoke half of it. And I, and I was just like, geez. Admittedly, I didn't post that I was smoking them. <laughs> so maybe he was in a bind or something. I don't know. Well, yeah, maybe. Was, what is it, a, a wedding or something? Maybe they were giving him out. He's like, I'm going to take advantage were. and smoke yeah, three of these. <laughs> now, now, Drew, let me, let me add, or this is for all of you guys. How often do you leave the house? 
without Never. taking without <laughs> oh, taking sorry, a, there's more. Yeah, <laughs> without at least taking a cigar with you. I don't I don't know if I've ever left mm-hmm. the house without at least a cigar. <laughs> it depends if I know where I'm going. I mean, I don't smoke in the car, so that's not gonna happen. Yeah. If I'm going if I'm going out with the kids and I'm going to a park or a pool or something. I know I'm not going to smoke, so I don't want to drag it with me. But yeah. I will say I have paid the price for that where, like, I didn't anticipate being able to smoke a cigar, so I take anything, and then I'm like, fuck. No. So if I know, you know, so it kind of depends. But, um, and I have one of those little, you know, cigar, like, three-finger cigar cases or whatever. Yeah. But then, you know, you got to take it. Unless I cut them beforehand, which I hate doing. I gotta take the cutter. I gotta take the lighter. I gotta, you know, mm-hmm. do all that. So it's, it's a it's a whole ordeal. It's a pain in my ass. But I, I'm gonna start doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Worst case is you chew off the end and friggin' light it with a big. Yeah. Yeah. I carry a pocket knife with me, so I mean, if I don't have a cutter, which would be rare, I can at least use a knife and. A big. Uh, my neck's not that red. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't know. I'd rather smoke something good than the shit that you had last weekend. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about what it is. After. <laughs> <laughs> it was no casino, was it? But here, here's a teachable moment for you guys. Hell uh, no. For for people that uh, that are listening, um, if you don't have a cutter, uh, the best way, in my opinion, you guys could to chime in here um, is you kind of like wet the top of the cigar, the cap with your mouth. Okay. And then you kind of like take your middle finger and your index in your thumb and you grab into the cap and then you kind of just like push, uh, you close your fingers in. Okay. And then you kind of pop off that, that cap a little bit to make a, an airway for the cigars. If you're if you don't have a cutter, have you guys tried this? Or you guys bite it off? What do you guys do if you don't have a cutter? Bite it off for a pocket knife. Situation, but people say you pulling the cap off is is pretty good. And you know maybe we should do like um, a demo. Maybe we should start doing like demo videos as a supplement to the podcast. But like there are a lot of times, especially like I mean, and Danny, you could maybe maybe I mean. But you, how many times have you been to Nicaragua and, like, there's, like, not just, like, a, a cutter laying around if, like, let's say you go out to eat or something like that, right? And most guys down there don't use cutters. Right. You know? No, yeah, for sure. And you just, uh, you know, you do what you got to do. So, uh, yeah. the nail or you're uh, trying to just bite it off gently with teeth so you don't tear anything up. But uh, uh, what's funny? Is the Neanderthal has a flat cap, so you can actually kind of like squeeze the edges, and it'll pop right off. There you go. Nice. Just That's smoke more. Point. Smoke more That's Neanderthals. There you go, guys. Go back. Smoke, smoke more. Uh, so here's a question for you guys. Then, similar to this, it, would you rather smoke a cigar that you're pretty sure is going to be mediocre, or not smoke a cigar in that situation? Uh, we know Danny's answer. Handle mediocre. Uh, <laughs> I, I've gotten to the point where I'd rather not smoke. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wouldn't either. Which I never thought I'd say. Yeah, that's kind of what I learned uh, this weekend. <laughs> I was like, man, I, I should have just, I should have just saved, I should have saved it. You got you to be like a Boy Scout and always be prepared. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. there's something to be said for burning, you know, burning to learn. But sometimes while you're learning, you're also getting the burning. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference, though, right? Like, if you've smoked that cigar and you already know it's not good, or you've had enough from that brand that you know it's not any good, you've already done the burning to learn at that point. And if you smoke it again, then you you haven't learned. Right. (laughs) But how many of us us have done something they know is shit and just do it anyway? Well, maybe this time. Maybe this time. Maybe this time the story of probably half our listeners dating lives <laughs> <laughs> go better this time right <laughs> okay so we, all right so so we had a couple of questions uh from from our esteemed listeners and i will uh go through these uh not not quickly but we will uh, <laughs> they are relatively uh Straightforward question. So the first one comes to us from uh, El Dandy El Dandy Cubano on Instagram, with underscore between L and Dandy and Dandy and Cubano. And the first one we've talked about on a couple different podcasts, and that is what's a good way to break into the cigar industry. Okay. And then his second question is why is the FDA out to get us? Um, so I will start with the uh, why is the FDA out to get us? I think that um, they're not out to get us per se. We were lumped in with legislation that really was targeting other stuff. And we were kind of just guilt by association. And without people really understanding what our industry was or what it represented or the, even the products that are become as a result of our industry, right? Um, and that's kind of what I would say about that. A good way to break into the cigar industry is going to be a little bit more of an in-depth thing, but my main question back to you would be, what role do you want in the cigar industry? And then you would have different steps to go along to get or achieve that goal, in my opinion. There you go. There you go. There it is. <laughs> so uh, if, if you want to become a rep, then I suggest you get to know representatives from the different brands. If you want to own a shop, then I would suggest working in a shop and learning retail. If you, uh, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, if you want to own a brand, go find something that's predicate and buy it, right? Um but that's so, really kind of what that would look like. I don't know. Like, if you're breaking into the cigar industry, I'm going to go with you probably don't have a lot of experience in it. Right. Just, uh, I wouldn't necessarily suggest starting a brand. Like, if right. that's what you do, like, that's the way to do it. But I think either way, just go work part-time at a shop. Like, if you can afford to work full uh, or, you know, what I mean is, you're not going to get paid a shit ton of money to work at a cigar shop. But if you, if you, if your lifestyle uh, allows that for you to work there, 
that's definitely the way to go. One, you're going to meet a lot of reps. You're going to kind of see how it goes. You're going to, even if you want to be like on the sales side as a rep or whatever, you need to know how shops operate, right? Like mm -hmm. there's an owner, there's usually, you know, let's go your typical, like owner is usually the guy. Um, there are some shops that are, there's an owner and, and a man, uh, there's a, a, sometimes there's a general manager and then a humidor manager, right? So, um, all that stuff, look at, learn, you know, how packaging works, what the different sizes are, what sells, what doesn't, what the different tobaccos are. I mean, all that stuff is, I mean, it's like, it's like working in a library, in a library for, for cigars and, and tobacco right? mm -hmm. and yeah. selling and reps. And, and if you, if you know that that's kind of a stepping stone in a long game, you know, go in there and study everything it is you want to learn. Right. And, and work hard. Don't just be that guy that's going to be, Oh, cool. I work. You work at a cigar shop, cool. You get to sit around and smoke cigars all day. Don't be that guy. Like, get up, learn how to clean, learn, you know, learn how to interact with people. Like, there, there, are, there's a lot of cigar guys that are introverted, right? So if that's mm -hmm. you, then, I mean, you're probably not going to do very well on the sales side if you're super introverted, right? Um, so get in there, learn how to mix it up with customers, learn the, how to handle different personalities, learn all that stuff, you know, and and then. If you're like, okay, I'm ready for the next thing, there's always rep jobs available somewhere, right? Um, and and don't, you know, again, just don't be afraid of starting from the bottom, right? So, like, hey, I want to be a rep for, you know, this little podunk uh, company. And like, okay, cool, you know, you get to learn that side. And then if they blow up, then, hey, you're in the, a great position. If it, if it blows up, like they're on the salt and the smoke and then all of a sudden they're out of business, uh, <laughs> then you can, you can take that experience somewhere else. Right. And say, Hey, a uh, bigger guy, can I get a job? You know, Hey, I heard you're hiring. Hey, you know, whatever. And then you get to the big boys and then, you know, you, you learn that way. Oh, um, I see what you did but, there. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was, that was a personal moment. Well, Oh, sort of. Right. I mean, but that, but that, I was, you weren't even who came to mind. I was thinking about uh, Ryan from Swingers. Huh? He took his experience and uh, and is now like at the biggest distributor in Michigan, running the show. Sure. And yeah, growing I mean, that business. Yeah. Now I'm going to tell you, I, I, and I'm telling you from personal experience, I did it the other way, right? Like, I didn't work at a lounge. I didn't know any reps. I just, I just did it. Now it took me, it took me a couple years to do it the right way, um, but. Um, if I, if I was young enough and didn't have, you know, if I was young enough to start over, you know, if you got 18 to 21 and you're living with your mom, dad or whatever it is, and, and this is the, what you're deciding you kind of want to do. Um, yeah, go, go work in that lounge for a while wow. and yeah. do it really well. People will notice, you know, and, well, uh, you know, a, a good example of that is, uh, uh, one of our listeners, actually, uh, he's the Graves nineteen ninety seven or something on Instagram. Works for, he's a rep for uh, Impact Force in uh, Tennessee in the Carolinas, and he was working at a shop in Tennessee, um, and was doing very well. Young guy, I think John's only like twenty three, maybe twenty two, something like that, and uh, got an opportunity to be a rep, you know, and was hired. 
in uh, what is considered, you know, uh, probably the premier brokerage uh, in the country anyway. So. So something I've heard that you guys can confirm or deny being much closer to this than I ever will be is if you're not willing to either work really hard or come in with a bunch of money to start with, <laughs> you're not going to end up making a whole lot of money in cigars. Is that accurate? Yeah. yeah I, I mean, think there's no truth to that. Isn't that accurate in yeah, about I mean, any industry, though? Look. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you have to temper your expectations, right? I mean, um, you know, people look at, for instance, Rocky Patel, right? Rocky Patel had a lot of money when he started, <laughs> right? So it's not, it's not, not. I mean, listen, they're balling now, but it, it was he was door to door. Like when he started his brand, right? I mean, he was yeah. going to every single shop. Like his work ethic is, is like exemplary, and and uh, he's kind of built that. I mean, but look how long it took to kind of get where he's at now. Regardless mm-hmm. of what you think of Rocket Tell or cigars or whatever, hey, I mean, he's legit. He's in almost every lounge there is, right? So yeah. including his um, own, including the four or five that he owns of his own, and which are always super nice um but yeah man it's you know there's a lot to it i think we've talked about like travel is probably the biggest expense right yeah and uh and you know if a five you know a five thousand dollar order from a store doesn't necessarily trans you know transfer over to hey i got five thousand dollars in the bank like well right you got to pay for your cigars and shipping and travel you know the all that so you know maybe in debt Maybe you net a thousand dollars of that five thousand, right? Twenty percent net profit is usually the goal for most things. Um, but in taking that money and reinvesting it is how you grow and build and do yeah. better. Right? Mm-hmm. So, if you want in the cigar sense. industry, you need to get in the cigar industry. Find yeah. a Find a way. Yeah. Right. In the door. So the other question comes to us from Smoke Portrait, who takes some really badass pictures. Um, and uh, he said, he wanted to know what our thoughts were like on taxes and supply. Now, now he's out in Canada, so his experience is going to be a little bit different. But he was telling us how basically, like, uh, if, if Patina were up in Canada, it's like 10 bucks in the U.S., it's like 30 bucks there. Um, a six sixty or seven seventy is like thirty bucks, and Alec Bradley retails for twenty to twenty five dollars. Um, and so Jesus. basically, uh, in terms of uh, taxes and and whatnot, uh, that is a battle that we are going to continue to face, and one that um, one that is low hanging fruit for for states or, or legislators to be able to regulate cigars, right? Because, okay, so I can't do X, Y, Z, or I'm not willing to do X, Y, Z, but if we make them cost prohibitive, then younger people aren't going to be able to smoke them anyway, right? Um, now, our government hasn't gone as far, as far as to make plain packaging yet, okay? That may be down the road, we don't know. 
but that's going to be something we're going to continue to face is that is that struggle with taxes and uh, purchasing age. I think that's going to be a continuous battle. Yeah. I mean, that's just Canada's taxes are insane. Yeah. Got to pay for well, that health care. Oranges. Well, you know the 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 not, not, okay. So the taxes are 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 bad, but what people miss on the on the other side of that is I cannot sell directly to a store in Canada. I have to sell to a distributor. Correct. Yep. So mm. there, that already doubles my price, right? So mm -hmm. if my if if my if their cost is five dollars, by the time the distributor sells it to the store, it is now ten dollars. So now the cost for that store is ten dollars. They are going right. to Keystone because that is now the standard. So that is twenty dollars before. Uh, Right. and sales, right? So it would be much different <clears throat> if we could sell direct because now I could sell direct. You know, if I sold direct to the store and it was $10, uh, now maybe it's only 16 as opposed to 30-something. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's an interesting point. That, that's kind of another flaw that, yeah, that's, I mean, a lot of people complain about the taxes, but it's really the distributors that are screwing them because they're 100%. They're 100%. Uh, markup before they sell them to the store. Everybody's getting their money. Damn right. Yeah. And then here, here's the other thing too, is that um, you know even Illinois now is looking at a sixty-something percent tax on cigars. So we'd Without be just as bad as California. Mm. There's, there's yeah. stuff put in the legislation right now. And what's funny is how many people are are you know how many places are in an uproar about banning online cigar sales and there's states yeah. like california that are dream are praying for it because they're they're getting killed i mean i talk to guys all the time that's part of my territory like man if that comes that'll really help me out because i got guys that are coming here buying one two sticks but they're buying boxes online yeah mm -hmm. uh, so that's really hurting them right? so yeah um, i don't know man i don't know yeah. And the other side of that question was the sort of supply and demand stuff, right? Like if I want a cigar and they don't carry it, which I'm, I'm pretty sensitive to that because I'm, I'm into the boutique cigars, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, so I go to a lot of lounges and they may or may not have what I want, right? <clears throat> and in that case, I think the only thing that you can really do as a consumer is, is speak up and talk with your wallet, right? If yeah. I want a cigar in that shop, I got to be willing to buy a bunch of that cigar because I... That, that shop, I guarantee you, has had a bunch of people come in and say, hey, could you order this cigar for me? I'd really like to have it. And then they buy two. Yeah. Right, now, what do you do with the box, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, especially so, if it's a brand that they don't already carry. Right? Like yeah. If you carry, if you carry Roma, you'd be like, man, I love that face. A little perfect. Like, okay, they can order a box, and, and there you go, right? But if it's like a whole brand that they don't carry, well, there's going to be minimal orders. You know, they're going to have to bring in... XYZ lines and you know it just doesn't work so you say well yeah you know go online right right so you got to be either you or somebody else has to say enough times with enough money behind it that it's worth them doing right so it's tough right because they're they're small businesses sure so good stuff Oh, sure. <laughs> Mo, were there any other listener questions? 
No, that is all I got from the uh, from the listening base. Sweet. Um, so so. <laughs> Sorry, that was probably more excited than I meant to come across. Uh, I'm excited to hear your answers to this question, which is why I'm, why I'm going for it. So uh, IPCPR is coming up soon. For everybody that doesn't know, that's uh, well, IPCPR is the, the organization. Um, the, the annual trade show that they sponsor is coming up um, where all the companies are there and the retailers go and buy a bunch of stuff. Um, so Danny and Mo, I, I imagine you guys are both going. Um, I guess the question I'm curious about, like, is it an exciting experience still, or is it just another week of work and travel? Yeah, man. Um, well, my experience is going to be a little bit different than Danny's. So, like this year, I will actually not be at a booth. So, I will be kind of uh, nomadic um, until next year I figure out what I'm going to do. Um, because man, I, a booth is expensive, though, isn't it? It can be, yeah. I mean, depending on how big you go. Um, and just for, for a brand of my size at this time, it just didn't make sense for me to go solo. So, so I was uh, yeah. lucky enough to have somebody that, that was going to, uh, you know, let me use a badge of theirs and provide me an opportunity to, to speak with customers and stuff like that at, at their booth. Um and so I'll probably, and I may not even go for the entire time. I may only go for a couple of days and, and knock it out. So um, it's a great experience. It's cool. But, uh, you know, the reality is it's, uh, and, and I, I'm sure if you were to talk to Skip Martin five, six years ago, he'd tell you the same thing. When you're a smaller brand, it's, uh, it's a little bit of a different experience. It's probably not as exciting, but still cool, if that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. So part of it, so the cost of it, I think like a 10 by 10 space is like two grand. Yeah, two and grand the, plus whatever uh, else you got to rent. I, and then. Yeah, I think you get a table and maybe two chairs with that. <laughs> no banners, so, no advertising. Right. Mm -hmm. All that, all that you have to create. You have to, well, there's cost to designing, creating, shipping, and then you got to be there the day before and, and set up and, and all that stuff, right? So, oh, you know, I'm not gonna. It, it's exciting because I mean, it's it's the show, right? But when you're right. in it, I mean, it's it is work, right? Like, you, oh, I, fuck, I I don't get to I don't get to uh, like walk around and say hi to everybody and and see and take pictures and and you know have the fun that you know um, you would think uh, like maybe a, a retailer that's going. Right, right, that can kind of walk around and do whatever they want or, or book their appointments. And, um, you know, if you get to go like that, you know, and, and you get to go around. But here's the thing, right? So, like, everyone's busy, right? Right. So, like, let's say Mo comes and says, hi, like, on Saturday in the middle of the day, that's probably, like, I'd be like, hey, what's up? You know, like, and that's about it, right? I mean, it's. Oh, so, come on. You, you'd give me a rough down <laughs> and stuff, at least. For sure. <laughs> no, no. I, I, you know, we'll make it, you know, we'll make an appointment for later to do all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> So, <laughs> so even on that aspect, if you're going to go see friends and stuff, like, man, it's, it's busy. Like, so you don't even really get to a lot of time with the people that you may know and other reps you may know and, and this and that, right? It's, so now after the show, let's say the show finishes at five, that's when the schmoozing comes, right? So it's like 
you take your you take some of your best clients to dinner, um, and you know you you give them a little more love, a little more one on one time. Try to talk about hey, you know, you know how can we get better in your account, or hey man, you guys are killing it this year. Let's not even talk about work. Let's eat. Let's you know and and befriend that that uh, account or that lounge and, and work it right. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people do. Some people do after parties. Um, uh, Roma's after party. Thankfully, this year is only going to be one night. Um, uh, but that is still another working event, right? I mean, it's still. I'm. I mean, you and you can ask people that have gone in the past. I don't sit still. I'm not sitting there, um, and just smoking a cigar and chilling. Like, no, I. I get some time over here. I get some time over there, and I'm walking around and time. You know, making sure everybody's good, having a good time, and blah, 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 and then. You know, it's gonna finish at two, which means I'll be in my, I'll be in my hotel room at three, four o'clock, and then I gotta be up at eight o'clock the next day, right? So, it's I'm not complaining, but you know, those are just realities of it. It's mm -hmm. it's uh, and like oh, it's it's Las Vegas, but dude, it's I, it it could be in the middle of Wichita, Kansas, and it, it wouldn't matter because I don't leave the, I don't leave anywhere, right? Like it, yeah. I, I don't get to go have fun. It's work, but yeah. That that's well, you know. Even when I was in the corporate world, it was the same thing. Like, yeah, I got to travel to some cool cities, but it's not like I ever had time to go and actually do stuff. You know, right. yeah, you just see a different office building. Right, that's exactly right. But you know, the other thing too, man. A lot of people don't take into consideration the cost of of being at IPCPR. Okay, so you have the travel, then you have the booth cost, but also your samples cost. All the cigars mm -hmm. you're giving out, you know, that that adds up too. And you got to eat while you're out there. Start, you got to eat. Yep, exactly. And so either rent a car or Uber, uh, yep. hotel. Yeah. Now, if you're if you're a retailer, like especially like a big retailer that gets courted, oh man, it's your heyday. Oh, People are sure. whining and dining you. You're getting your ass kissed the entire time. Uh, that's a great experience if you if like let's say you either own a big retail shop or you work at one and your boss says, "Hey, come with." You're gonna be. You're gonna think it's the greatest thing in the world because you're getting mm -hmm. your ass kissed for four days. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. there's that. Yeah, and people are begging you to come. Yeah. 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 Thanks for qualifying that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the the free samples is an interesting point too. I've, I went once for for a media thing with Cigar Noise. Interesting oh, yeah. enough. And uh, it's a great Ding. app. You should go check it out. Um, and uh, what I saw was actually kind of disheartening, right? Because there were certain booths people would go to, and they would just, anything that wasn't fucking glued down, right? They'd just be grabbing. Oh, yeah. It's like, calm down, guys. Come on. You don't get enough free cigars as it is. Wow. Um, so it gets mm -hmm. kind of nuts. Yeah, there is, I mean, that's the thing is, and and I'm naming names in my head and I'm, I'm holding back, but it's like, Hey, I'm a retailer. I'm doing you a favor by, by selling your cigars. Uh, I have, a, here's my level of expectation from you. It's like, hold on. Like if anything, you're making a hundred percent margin. Yeah. Right. Right. Like you, and, and especially with us where we're, we're, pretty selective with our stores and we're not going to be in a thousand accounts and like dude most of this stuff's already sold like I, I calm down you know and and what's funny with us is like the guys that are super that are great at 
accounts that are super easy to deal with and you know I can become friends with those are the guys we really take care of right but if there's a guy that is kind of an asshole I'm not going to take him out to try to win him over no you know what I mean it's that's a reward right like mm-hmm. like man you killed it this year I love talking to you on the phone I love going to your shop I love doing events there uh hey let's let's go let's go have some dinner while we're out here Mm-hmm. Right, and and that's how you get to that level. Is just be normal and be a great account the rest of the year. Don't come in, you know, thinking you're going to, you know, a twenty thousand dollars sales order at the show to get the discount. And uh, you know, I'm just going to wine and dine you. I'm like, cool, man. I hope this is not the last time I hear from you for the rest of the year. Yeah, but that's me venting a little bit. I'll be honest. It's legit. I mean, it's a, it's supposed to be like a symbiotic relationship, right? You're you're helping mm-hmm. each other. Right. I mean, that's why we call it. You know, that's why we call it retail partners. Right. Um, um, not retail guys that are doing me a favor by grabbing my, like selling it up. It's legit. All right. So switching gears completely and totally. Uh, there was a recent study they did. This is sort of irrelevant as build up about climate change that concluded that society is going to collapse around 2050 if we don't make big climate change changes, right? Mm -hmm. So what I want to know is how would you guys survive a worldwide catastrophe? (laughs) Um, So if society collapses, how are you surviving? And I bet Drew has the best answers for this. (laughs) It depends on what the event, what, what happens. Well, like society just breaks or, down as a as a whole. Probably not be crops, right? So the economy probably falls apart. People need food, all that other shit, right? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not much of a farmer, so I I may not last long either. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would. I would find Costa and <laughs> partner up with him and do whatever he's doing. That's a resourceful dude. There you go. I mean, he, he, you know, he once got his truck running on, uh, or his truck runs on vegetable oil. Nice. So he's, uh, he's one of those guys that's resourceful. I think that's what I would do. Well, with no crops, he's going to run out of, uh, right. And he's also in like the middle of Philly, right? Yeah. That seems like a bad place to be when society collapses. You wouldn't want to be in a major city. Yeah. Chances are that's where it's going to start. Just fill it up. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, for me, especially having kids, I have no problem killing someone else for my survival and the survival of my kids. Right? Like, like man, I really don't want to do this to you, but it's us or you. You know, you're us. Um, it's gotta be uh, you. You're gonna die. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> die. So. And, and what's funny is I, you know, I've watched zombie movies and all that stuff. I'm like, man, I, you know, I'm like, I wouldn't kill that guy. Fuck him. Like, it's me, <laughs> it's, it's me or the kids. <laughs> get out of here. Like the the whole hesitation of, like, hey, you know, you're dead. <laughs> We're gonna see a mass exodus out of Austin, Texas, fucking tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! The theme oh, of this it's... entire show has been don't fuck with Danny. Yeah, you don't want to do that. In in a worldwide catastrophe, yes, do not mess with a day to day. I'm I'm good, but uh, yeah. Unless you have and I, I, 
yeah, that'll be my trade uh, for lots of things. <laughs> like, yeah, no, this Opus, yeah, that's uh, that's a steak. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need the steak for my show. Uh, and you know, I'm I, I turn out to be a pretty good shot. I two weeks or two Fridays ago, we we did team building. We went out shooting clay. I had never done it in my life, and uh, I was nailing it. I, I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. And uh, huh. so, yeah. Uh, we, we've seen video of you tearing up the ground. Okay, li- first of all. <laughs> <laughs> you you first, kicked that ground's ass. Well, it, was, <laughs> it was super windy. It was super windy. And I was shooting at a, I was shooting at a little can. Shut up. <laughs> you know what? Drew's fucking Whatever. John Wayne. Nobody knows what we're talking about. Yeah, that's fine. They're not listening anymore, anyway. So, <laughs> well, you know, Drew's muscles are going to go pretty quick if he can't eat. Dude, I know. Talk about losing, like, there's no point in those. I, I think I think I'd have to go out to my, uh, the, the in-law's house, because they're on, like, some acreage in the country. And then get up to a high point in case you needed to pick anybody off coming to steal your shit. <laughs> See what I'm saying? I'll take Danny's approach. I'm Drew the sniper over here. But we'd have to recruit somebody that can like f- like farm. There's plenty of deer around there and stuff, so you'd be all right for a little while. But yeah, that would uh, that would only last so long. All right. What do you got, Cal? Thanks, Cal, you depressing did we, prick. Cal, did we take this much? Did we take this much deeper than you anticipated? No, I was just curious. No. What would you do? Uh, he, I would. would I would be. Oh, what's that? You would instantly pass out and quiver in the corner. Uh, okay, I, I'm down. His bourbon cabinet probably, will be empty. Yeah. yeah. I'd take the bourbon with me. Um, I'd probably go out to my folks' house, just like. Similar to what Drew was saying, because those guys are armed to the fucking teeth. Um, <laughs> so that would be helpful. Um, but I don't know. I was a Boy Scout. I did martial arts. I'll live for like you know twenty minutes. A couple of days at least. You get out to the country. Yeah. Give yourself a chance. <laughs> Let everybody else kill themselves about, off. We haven't talked about water yet, so there's that. Well, yeah. the beauty of us living in Chicago. Is that we have Lake Michigan unless that gets fucking polluted. <laughs> but I'm already fucking polluted. Yeah, but it's fine. But listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> People talk about, and, I, and I'm telling you, as the future rolls forward, uh, you know, being near fresh water, I believe, is going to be a premium. I think it's really going to make a big difference. Yeah. And you're going to see true. people, gra- even with our, yeah, we have our shitty winters and stuff like that, but being near fresh water, there's something to be said for that. You know, sure, that's true. That's you can yeah, fish, that's big. You can drink it, and we can all can go. You can go straight to Canada and invade there. <laughs> they just let you in. <laughs> so, but I will so, tell you that by and large, Americans, I feel like would maybe not the toughest time, but I think definitely up there. But I think Americans would have the toughest time adjusting to something like that, just because. We're not used to struggling in that way. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's like you know, it's like if you forget your cell phone at the house. Yeah, 
you're crying like you're <laughs> what the hell what, how did how did we ever live without them i don't know where i'm going i don't know what i need from the store because i can't call my wife I'm just, <laughs> crying <laughs> at starbucks i'm an i'm an idiot yeah exactly i can't pay with apple pay what am i gonna do <laughs> that's legit um so did you guys see there was recently a survey of the sexiest american accents did you guys see who won that which no. accent was the sexiest in america what no what's the accents what's up for it number one was something that danny might like it was the texan accent texan yeah i was born in new york so not really <laughs> well, I mean, you got to grow into it, dude. You live down there. Sure. <laughs> I don't really believe this, though, because number two was Boston. Boston? And that is the we- fucking least sexy accent I've ever heard in my life. It's wicked awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? What else was on there? Uh, oh, on the list? Yeah. Number three was New York, so there you go, Danny. You're like set for life. Yeah, how you doing? <laughs> I'm never gonna get a boner again. Um, <laughs> that was probably gonna four, anyway. Yeah, that's true. Uh, not with all this bourbon I drink. Um, number four was Maine. Five Mo is Chicago. Mm. Oh, Six so. was Mississippi. You can't understand what? a goddamn thing anybody <laughs> says from Mississippi. <laughs> I lived there yeah. for three years. I swear to God, it took me two months to understand a single word coming out of anybody's mouth. <laughs> well, there goes our Mississippi listeners. Yeah. yeah, That's all good. Um, <laughs> we, we've lost two teeth of listeners. Um, then it was Hawaii, <laughs> Philadelphia, St. Louis, and California was the top ten. Hmm. St. Louis. Sounds like they just named off other places that they needed to fill spots. Yeah. I, because I, I like that really Minnesota. I like that Minnesota accent. Minnesota. Minnesota. Don't don't you know? Yeah. Don't. Sure. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again, dude. That was the greatest fake Minnesota <laughs> accent I've ever heard. That was pretty good. <laughs> See? <laughs> it's like New York Minnesotan. It's <laughs> 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 fantastic. I'm all set. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna have some hot dish. I don't even know what that is. It's a casserole. That's what they call it. A hot dish? Hot dish, yeah. Anyway, uh, Drew, what you got for deep thoughts? I have a cowism this week. Oh, God. Yep. So, uh... Oh, Jesus, yikes. Browsing the internet, (laughs) I find uh, this. Is a cinnamon roll a donut? No. Then what is it? It's a roll. It's a roll. Mm. Only roll. because it's in the name? Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> would would you would you rank it up there with uh with uh Texas Roadhouse's rolls? Um okay, so I've only ever eaten there once and it wasn't even in Texas. <laughs> And if I remember correctly, it also wasn't even that good. Um, <laughs> this segment not brought to you by the Texas, Texas Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's get back to donuts. I, here's my thing. I, <laughs> I, I love donuts. Like, 
that is my kryptonite when it comes to uh, weight loss and sugar and all that. <clears throat> so it's really hard for me to put anything up there with a fresh donut. What's from. your What's your favorite like, donut? What do you What do you got? I mean, no, I usually go with just like a you know your chocolate frosty is going to tell me everything I need to know about your company. <laughs> Uh, and what's That's funny is here, yeah, what's funny here in Texas, there's a lot of little donut shops all over the place. And uh, <clears throat> some disappoint, but some are just like, God, that's so, there, there's a there's one right here, right next to my house called Monster Donuts. And you can get like a donut filled, you know, like a, you know, how they have like jelly donut or a cream filled donut. Yeah. They don't fill it. They don't fill it until you order. Really? That's so nice. You, you can get the donut and they're like, hey, okay, what do you want in it? I'm like, well, what do you want? I'm like, holy hell, that's amazing. Uh, so that place is is pretty legit. Uh, and I know we're kind of off the cinnamon roll topic, but you know that's what you get. So, uh, and then there's a place here called Foodie Donuts <laughs> that they had one called uh, the Old Dirty Bath, and it's uh, chocolate Oreos and then peanut butter drizzled on top. And, uh, yeah, it's that is it. That is, but. Um, I do like cinnamon rolls, but they got to have the glaze on top. Yeah. Like a, uh, like Ikea. Like, I love Ikea. Like Cinnabon? Do you like Cinnabon? I love Cinnabon. Oh, it's yeah, like, for sure. Oh, it's like, yeah, that's like drugs. <laughs> when they put them inside of us, when they put them inside of the Schlotzkys, I'm yes. like, Yeah, dude, you know, each one of those is literally like 800 calories. Oh, yeah, easily. I mean, it's dude, just, it's, I didn't it's know pure that ignorance. Uh, and there's a comedian called Jim Gaffigan. He has a great bit about Cinnabon. Uh, you gotta, it's like they're so big. Like, uh, I don't know how to eat it or sit in it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the, the other, the other thing about Cinnabon is you guys watch, uh, you guys ever watch Better Call Saul? Yeah. Uh, Saul works. He, he's a manager of, uh, of a Cinnabon after he had to, uh, go into hiding after breaking bed. Oh, okay. I was oh, just uh, I was just in Albuquerque actually seeing some better call Saul sites. Did you go to Cinnabon? I did not. <laughs> oh, you missed him. I should yeah, have. I'm gonna uh, have to get some Cinnabon now. Did you get cigar lounges while you were out there? Uh, yes, I tried to. The one you recommended, and they were closed already at like seven o'clock. What day was that? Like a Sunday or something? Uh, no, when Wednesday. That sucks. Yeah, so I tried, but they were closed. Cinnabon, back to Cinnabon. You, you guys ever get those just the sinners? No, they good. Dude, Kinda they like chop up just the middle of the center roll of the cinnamon roll. Like a donut hole. Yeah, but a cinnamon roll. Brenham cinnamon roll hole. <laughs> Ooh, that does not sound appetizing. <laughs> That was, uh, you know, munchkins, which are actually donut holes. But that, remember we were talking about that day when things become universally accepted as a term to describe, like, yeah. Band-Aids or, like, Band-Aids Kleenex. are not actually Band-Aids. They're adhesive bandages, but people just call right. all Band-Aids, right? Same with donut holes. They're actually donut holes, not munchkins, but everybody calls them munchkins. Who calls them munchkins? I've heard a single person call them a munchkin. That's Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, do they? Uh, I call them. I call them donut holes, no matter what. Wow. 
Chicago, man. Maybe. Weird. Here's here's another deep thought for you guys, and this is one Drew and I were talking about privately recently. <laughs> <laughs> so Drew, just set this up for us real quick, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna piggyback it. Okay. So um, as soon as I say this, if you've ever been to a gym, you'll you you've either seen it or you'll see it this week. So you walk in, and uh, there's some some uh, normally like skinny guy. Smaller guy, definitely not a bodybuilder. He's not mistaken for, for your for your bodybuilder or anything like that. He's just your normal average dude, wearing a shirt that says "Beast" on it. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's always that same guy though. You never see, uh, like a, a Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, Ronnie Coleman dude wearing a shirt that says "Beast." An actual like beast <laughs> wearing. This shirt. It's always the small dude. Why? That's I don't know, but I just yesterday I literally uh, so I've been going to the gym late at night recently, uh, and you know just running into a different crew of people than I normally would, and there's this guy uh, who probably takes more selfies than probably any teenage girl that I've ever seen, um, and so he he takes off his shirt yesterday he's got this tank top underneath that says beast <laughs> if this guy is maybe the size of drew's thigh and uh i'm just i just wanted to ask him i just wanted to be like bro let me just i just want to know what you were thinking when you decided to break that out today that's his that's his gym shirt i mean you if know, he doesn't I, tell you you won't know that's true <laughs> yeah, that's a great point Cal. But, the, but Drew, I think this goes along with the, those those modes of overcompensation, right? You know, oh, like how yeah. like girls will always make fun of guys with fancy powers or whatever. Well, they won't make fun of them. They end up dating them because they have nice stuff. But <laughs> on the surface, they'll talk shit about, oh, what are you compensating for, right? Yeah. So uh, I think it's just a, a compensation thing. They, they're compensating for not being a beast by wearing a shirt that says beast? Right. <laughs> Man, yeah, I saw the dude the other day at uh, Home Depot, Lowe's, wherever I was. He's coming out, and he looked like he had never been to the gym in his life. Yeah. But it's kind of like the guy that uh, has an Instagram name, like cigar, insert, whatever word, right? Yeah. Cigar expert, cigar connoisseur, cigar, the best. I know everything about cigars, right? And you're just like, dude, I can tell by your pictures. You know, well, how come you're not in the industry? And, you know, what? Why are you posting that bunch of, shitty and a uh, bunch of Altidus brands? Yeah, or <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say that either. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, it's like, come on, dude, really? Like, like I'm in the cigar industry, and I've never had a name of like Sandy, the, Danny, the cigar guy, you know, <laughs> or cigar. <laughs> hey, look at me, and you know, at look at me, I smoke cigars. Like, no, dude, come on, just fucking. I think I'm gonna steal that from you. I want that. I want that. Hey, look at me. I smoke cigars. But but here's the other thing. If you okay, so Danny, if you were to do that, or if like a big dude were to actually wear a shirt that said "Beast," the first thing people would say is, "What an asshole! What a show off!" Sure. What a douche. So my answer to that is just don't do it. Who's right. making these shirts? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care who you are. <laughs> you know. Don't. Right. Oh, no. I mean and. 
when you when you are an expert in someone, people label you as the expert. You don't really need to label yourself that's as right. the beast or the expert. That's right. That's yeah. right. So if, you know, so I'll never uh, forget when when Radio Shack started calling themselves the Shack. Nobody uh, ever called them the Shack. Yeah. You don't give yourself a nickname. You just don't do that. And then eventually, nobody even went to the store to buy anything. Uh, and then they had to close. <laughs> Be comfortable with who you are. I think that's the message. Sure. And don't get comfortable with who you're not. Correct. <laughs> and don't be comfortable around me in a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> damn right. Danny will fuck your I shit will. up. And uh, look, no shame. I'll wait till you're sleeping. Well, don't yeah. you gotta not tell people yeah. that part yeah don't tell them how you're gonna do it it might actually happen no well maybe <laughs> nobody will come around I have to worry about it I never actually have to do it <laughs> tell you where I'm not going when a zombie apocalypse yeah. happens Danny's house <laughs> <laughs> he'll let me help me know, let me help him and then kill me in my sleep I mean you don't well, have to go to him he's coming to you <laughs> that's right <laughs> Oh boy! Well, we got anything else this week? I don't. Do you? No. Sorry for everyone uh, that we missed last week. If you're still listening to us this week, uh, shit got in the way and it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a busy time of the year. We right? all we all work right. normal jobs. Except these guys that work in the cigar industry Except, sit around and smoke cigars every day. Except for Mo and Danny. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're experts, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this segment sponsored by Danny, the cigar expert. <laughs> I will tell you that I am down to zero personal social media at all. No Snapchat, no Facebook. I have Patina is the Instagram. That's it. And Sultan. But I don't even use those for personal purposes. So, Yeah? Kind of interesting. Yeah, it's different, man. How you long? Know, the other day I was watching. What's that? How long How long you been social free? Uh, Facebook with almost a year. Snapchat a year. So what's uh, the point? Maybe a little bit more. What, what's the point of it? Are you doing it on purpose or are you just... Uh... Um, honestly, bro, just, uh, I think it just, I don't know, man, maybe just a detox Hel- helps me focus on what's really important. Yeah. Sure. I think it's awesome. It's been, you sending know, pictures of himself in shirts that say beast was not important. <laughs> well, no, man, he still, yeah, that, he that, still that. does that to me, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, hey, just Drew, doesn't remember? post up. <laughs> Remember when you bought that, uh, what was that, Batman shirt or something like that that you started wearing to the gym? Oh, yeah. yeah. Should, I'll break that back out. I think you need to. I, and I think you yeah. need to post that. I think I will for this podcast. I think you should. <laughs> we'll, f- we'll find out this week. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> well. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Next week it is. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Don't forget about cigar noise, kids. Cigar noise. Yeah. See up. what Danny posted, and then watch for Drew's uh, Batman shirt. Boom. Down- download today.
right. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at thesaltandsmoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any salt and smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week.